Gators have a new voice of the Gators. Well, Florida State has a new voice of the Seminoles, replacing longtime voice Gene Deckerhoff. My pleasure to bring Jeff Colhane here for the first time, hopefully the first of many. We get a chance to talk with him when Florida takes on Florida State. Jeff, thanks for doing this. Welcome. Hey, appreciate you, Steve. Thanks for having me on, and looking forward to uh, we got a lot of FSU Florida <laughs> matchups coming up here in the next uh, nine days. Yeah, so. no doubt about it. Starts tonight, and then uh, uh, with basketball and then football. Let, let me start with basketball. I mean, it, it, very unusual to see FSU struggling the way it is because of the success Leonard Hamilton's had there. What's the story so far here? Yeah, uh, this is this is something that uh, not used to right. Um, first time since 2000, 2001 that Florida State has began a season 0-3. And um, this is a team that has been bitten hard by the injury bug. Uh, obviously, the Baba Miller NCAA suspension, we could probably do an entire show on that if we really wanted to. Uh, that was a disappointing ruling that came down right before the season began uh, on a Friday. And so um, it's a team right now that's got seven available scholarship players. Uh, Naheem McLeod, uh, the seven-four big man, is is a week by week. I think kind of game by game uh, decision with a, a lower leg and, and ankle injury, and so it's been it's been frustrating. Uh, it's been head scratching, and I think it's a team that, from a mental standpoint, even though we're early in the season, I mean they've been, you know, Steve, dealing with a ton of injuries since going back to last year, and just have had a lot of bad mojo, bad luck thrown their way. Uh, really need to get some momentum and, and certainly in, in dire need of a, of a victory and going to be a challenge on Friday night uh, with the Florida team that will be hungry themselves coming to town. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, you, you kind of touched on it. Um, you know, sometimes when there isn't a good mojo there, effort lacks. Do you still see good effort with the team? I think it's improved, yeah. You know, in the opener versus Stetson, uh, it, w- it was a little surprising that – you know, it, it felt like maybe, especially on the glass, it wasn't there. And at UCF, the the Friday uh, uh, prior um, here this this last week, uh, that was a tough night. That's when McLeod went down, and UCF with their length and their athleticism uh, really made night, uh, that night difficult on Florida State uh, on the glass. And so um, it, it got remedied. I, I felt like uh, they out rebounded Troy on Monday night. Uh, but still, if if it's you know one thing, it, it turns into another, and too many turnovers, 19 turnovers on Monday night, and so you know the, the effort is there. Uh, it's a team that has you know really had to dive deep into the uh, the roster. You know, a guy like Cameron Corrin, who's a tremendous player, true freshman out of Sunrise Christian Academy, a 6'10", um, you know, versatile four that can shoot the three and. Uh, is a guy that's going to have a bright, bright future. You know, when when the season began or back in the summertime, I think he was looked at as probably the third guy uh, on the on the depth chart behind Naheem McLeod and also behind Jalen Ganey, who suffered a season-ending knee injury, a transfer in from Brown, two-time Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year. And so guys are being thrust into action, uh, into more minutes, I think much earlier than what they were expecting to. And you know, I think you're seeing some of the growing pains, and you're and you're seeing also defensively, you know, as you guys know, Leonard likes to, to switch one through five. Florida State's always been a team that's had a ton of length, a ton of rim protectors, and, and a ton of athleticism, and that's not quite the case. And so uh, the staff is trying to make some adjustments as well on the fly on what's the best way 
to put this team in success to go out and have, have the best chance to win. Jeff, let's flip to football here. I think it's a really intriguing game you have before Florida because you play Louisiana. You know, how much of what right. Billy Napier did is being run there? You know, can that be an advantage for Florida when they see what Florida State does against that? Can it be an advantage for Florida State if they see what Louisiana does? Pretty intriguing game here. Oh, it is. Yeah, you said it. I mean, it's, it is interesting that on the schedule you have Billy Napier's old team the week before for the matchup yeah. uh, next Friday, right? And you have an assistant under Billy Napier and uh, Michael Decimo that is a first-year head coach that's been a raging cage in his entire life and has worked under Billy Napier for, you know, for, for had for a number of years um, during Billy's time at Louisiana. And so that is going to be the chess match uh, throughout over the next nine days. You know, I'm not quite sure, Steve, how much one will, will carry over onto the other. Uh, I think it certainly is a good talking point for, for both of us, you know, all of us to discuss and to try and uh, get an idea of, you know, is is Florida going to do some of the same things that Louisiana is going to do, like you talked about, vice versa? Will the game plans be the same? You know, I think obviously on both sides of it, as we get ready for the game next Friday night uh, in prime time, both sides will have a, a few wrinkles here or there that the other uh, hasn't seen throughout the season. Jeff Colhane, our guest here, voice of the Florida State Seminoles, talking hoops and football with us. Uh, again, you look at football, Jeff, and the teams mirror each other, slow starts, you know, maybe playing their best football now. What's caused the turnaround for Florida State? Well, Florida State actually got up to a great start. They started 4-0 and had, had a great win against LSU. And it, Florida State's low was in the middle Yep. Um, in October with, with the three games where, you know, they played their best three opponents of the season on the schedule outside of LSU. Um, in, in Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. And, you know, the NC State game is one that, that we're still kicking ourselves over here because it really felt like Florida State was the better team that night. You know, they knocked Devin Leary out of the game. And, you know, Jack Chambers, the backup quarterback, who only threw one pass and you, know, you essentially throw the entire defensive game plan out the window, uh, the, the Wolfpack had a, a lot of success running the football in that second half. That, that's a game that a lot of Seminole fans look back at and go, man, if we had that one in our back pocket, you're potentially talking about a New Year's Six game this year if you went out. And there's obviously a lot of work to be done before that's, that's all said and done. But I'll tell you what, Steve, coming out of the bye week, you know, it's set up where you had Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech was shorthanded at the quarterback spot with Jeff Sims out. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered uh, that day anyway, the way Florida State played. But – uh, they've been able to come out and really uh, just seem they've just locked it in uh, in all three phases. They're playing very complimentary football. They're very connected defensively right now. They haven't allowed a touchdown drive at 23 consecutive touches by the opposing offenses, and they're starting to turn people over. Where that was a big question if that was ever going to come about for this uh, Florida State defense. And I think a big one is Jordan Travis as well. I mean, Jordan Travis from from what you guys saw a year ago at the end of the year. So what he's doing right now as a passer is night and day. Uh, he's not looking over his shoulder. He's not in a quarterback battle. It's been his team uh, from uh, the word go in the offseason, and he has taken the keys to the car, and he's driven this thing uh, very, very efficiently and very well. You know, in his last two games, he's 31 to 35, for right around 360 yards and six touchdown passes. So Travis's emergence as an efficient passer uh, and a playmaker in that area 
and not having to be a run-first guy has really opened some things up, I feel like, for Mike Norvell and what he wants to do. You know, the offensive line had always been an issue, but because, you know, Travis has played better, that group must be playing better as well. Are there areas still of concern here? I think the offensive line is playing the best that it's played. You, you, you know, you guys have seen it, you know, going back five, six, seven years. And, you know, you've had over the last three weeks, Trey Benson, the Oregon transfer who played for Mario Cristobal and Eugene, he suffered a, just a catastrophic knee injury a couple of years ago. Didn't know if he'd be able to return and play football again. He is obviously healed up. Uh, he has taken his rehab seriously, and he's come to Florida State and gotten a fresh start. And he's been the running back of the week in the ACC for three straight weeks. Uh, and the offensive line, they hit the transfer portal in the offseason and even, even suffered a couple of season-ending injuries as well early on with Kay Lyles from Wisconsin and Bless Harris, who was supposed to be the starting right tackle out of the bar. He got hurt in the first game of the year. Um, they just had guys emerge uh, and really take things to another level. And I think that's why you're hearing Alex Atkins' name as a candidate at some of these openings uh, around the country with, with head coaching spots. And he's a rising star uh, in the business with what he's doing at Florida State University. And so uh, the offensive line ha- has stepped up. Uh, they've improved. They played better and more physical. The, the addition of Trey Benson has been massive and then in the passing game you know speaking of the portal that was another area before the season this this coaching staff wanted to address and they did bringing in johnny wilson out of arizona state and micah Pittman out of oregon as well those two have been huge uh key additions uh, to the offensive side of the football should be fun and it'll be in prime time a week from friday jeff i appreciate your time thank you hope we can do this again down the line and uh we'll see what happens in, in a few days and then we'll see what happens in basketball as well yes Yep. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, love chatting with you guys anytime. Thank you, Thank Jeff. You. Appreciate it. Yep, new voice of the Florida State Seminoles, Jeff Colhane.